Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's nice to think of aliens coming down and not wanting to kill us and actually just wanting to be buddies with us. And the, uh, nice. the, the national stereotypes mm. in this film are also yeah. quite, really <laughs> sadly, actually quite The kind of bundling together. Yeah, like, yeah. we're just going to shoot them out the sky. That's the big plan. Anyone, anyone got anything else? <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to episode 97 of Flixwatcher Podcast. Joining us today in the Flixwatcher studio, we have Stephanie. Holla. Ems. Hello. As always, Kobe. Hello. And we're reviewing the 2016 film Arrival. And if you want to hear more about us or read more about us online, come to our website, flitswatcher.tv, visit us and join in the banter with us on Twitter at flitswatcherpod and head over to iTunes, subscribe to us, review us and share with your friends. There will be spoilers and bad language. You have been warned. (laughs) Hello and welcome to this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast. In the studio today, we have two of the three of the Mighty Foof Girls. If you would like to say hello to our listeners and tell them about the podcast that you do. Hi everyone, I am Stephanie from the Mighty Foof. If you want to find out more about the Mighty Foof, we're a podcast. We're straight talking, female led and we tackle millennial issues, but with a bit of humour, with a bit of realism and we're just about creating a community of like-minded but outspoken individuals. Fantastic. And how often do you guys... How long, how long have you been... <coughs> I can't speak. <laughs> it's the food the thing that threw off. Yeah, it's the vodka. We've been, given, we've, we've been given vodka today. As we're recording, it's Christmas and there's a Christmas party literally millimetres away from where we're recording, guys. Which is... Um, a challenge. The vodka has it strayed its way into the room. It right, has done, so. yeah. Um, how long have you guys been going for? Oh, we're up to about, is it six months, nine months? With this episode? Somebody told us the other day, didn't they? They were like, well, if you've done 12 episodes, then it's been six months. Six months. Oh, they did maths. Someone who did yeah, some maths. someone did yeah. maths. Which is not what we do. But Neither we, of us. <laughs> it goes out every, th- every other Thursday. Sure. And we are just about to do our Christmas special, which will be episode 11 or 12, I think, by now. Yeah. Which we should definitely know. What we should definitely know. Especially as we were told that most podcasts don't make it past episode 14. So we've now got this goal in You've our got head. This goal. Yeah. So if you can make it to Valentine's Day, then we're okay. Then you're yeah. okay. And then, we're, yeah, then we just stop. Then we're just going to quit. Yeah, just quit. <laughs> we made it to 16. We made stop it to the 16. Statistics. Yes. <laughs> we're the outliers. Yeah. Um, guys, it was Stephanie, you chose this film, which is Arrival. I did. Denis Villeneuve, 2016 film. Can you tell us? Um, why you chose this film and give us a two-minute synopsis. Okay, so I chose this film. Do we, should I start with why I chose it or should I start with the synopsis? Whichever, oh, whichever works for I'm going to go synopsis. Sure. I'm going to go synopsis first. Okay, so... The timer has started. <laughs> Arrival uh, is the story of a language professor who finds herself employed by the US military when 12 mysterious UFOs appear at different points around the globe, sort of completely nonsensically. As you would imagine, it sends the world into sheer panic. She is pulled in by the military to 
kind of work out what the aliens are saying, pretty much. And ends up striking up this really incredible relationship with the aliens in question and also with an experimental physicist who is who's sent to try and work out stuff about the gravity to do with these aliens, where they've come from, all that kind of thing. Um, along the way, there's lots of questions about humanity and why the aliens might be there, what it says about us as human beings, how we deal with them. It's really like a philosophical film. It tells the story of her journey of teaching language or understanding this universal language that humans and aliens can communicate with each other. Obviously, the aliens leave in the end. There's no big apocalypse. I'm really sorry, everybody. But they do leave behind the a gift with the Amy Adams character, Louise Banks. Well, let's talk about that as we as we talk about the film. Yeah, this no is, spoilers. I, I guess it's one of the most contentious issues, this kind of gift. Mm-hmm. Um, so why did, you choose, why did you choose for us? Well, I was actually given it as a DVD when it first came out by my father-in-law and I discarded it instantly like, uh, sci-fi. I hate Ooh. sci-fi films, absolutely hate sci-fi films. I studied classical lit. So if it's not loosely based on a Jane Austen film, I can be turned off really quickly. But I watched it and the reason why I really wanted to talk about it today is that it's an alien film where the aliens are not crap. They're not green, they're not gooey and they don't have really long weird fingers. So for people who don't like sci-fi films or want a bit of philosophy with their sci-fi, this is the one. I think that a lot of sci-fi, people who probably like sci-fi would say a lot of the films you probably think are sci-fi just not. Yeah, yeah, true, I guess so. Uh, But this is like stone cold sci-fi but it's got... a lot of sci-fi has other, a lot of other stuff like built in and packed into it, which makes it's it... It's kind of part of the, the sort of new wave of sci-fi, like mm. Interstellar is one of them, and oh, yeah, sort of kind one. of like maybe Under the Skin is yeah. a little bit like sci-fi as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Um, Annihilation. And also taking on like the hot, that new wave horror, like Get Out and uh, Quiet Place, they're like, it's not just about scaring people, it's about yeah. building a story around mm. it. Um there, there is also a lot of terrible, terrible sci-fi. Absolutely. Um, so, there's films that give sci-fi a bad name. Yeah. This is a good alien film. Let's let's put it in that category. <laughs> sure. And I think the... Let's start off with the, the start of this. Um, it's kind of set out almost like the start of Up, isn't it? I haven't watched that. You haven't watched it. Oh, it's a great film. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. In the way, in the way you see, it's, you, you see oh, yeah, Amy the, Adams. The like, story. The yeah. story of her with her, her daughter, yeah. and um, her daughter's getting older, and then she she seems to have developed some kind of chronic disease, looks like leukemia or cancer, and then she dies away before you then see before Amy, the film really starts. Before the film even starts, so already it puts you in this kind of like odd position of like, oh shit, this is she's had a hard life starting out this film and now she's been pulled on to look out well translate for these aliens so it's yeah, really, that's what's confusing it's really isn't it you think it's the inter- beginning interesting position um you think it's position you think it's the start yeah yeah that's why i didn't go into too much about sure. the gift yet because that's obviously you then realize at the end of the film that that is that's the gift she's been given ems what are your thoughts on this i really liked it I liked it because it was like a female lead mm-hmm. and the reason she's brilliant is because she's intelligent as how and saves the world. That's what I liked. But she wasn't... She wasn't sexy, inverted comment. And that's what I really liked. The fact that she was a female lead that was just incredibly intelligent. That was her thing. And that's, yeah. Linguists the- are hot. And the the little alien things are really cute. They're like little cute. Yeah, they were like they were a bit like jellyfish. I thought they were like. I thought they looked like trees. I think Kobe's just doing some research to see. Amy Adams was robbed. I think was what you were searching for. Yeah, yeah, she didn't get a didn't get a nomination. A lot of people feel she should have got nominated, but 
when people say she should have got nominated, always, I always like to say, well, who should have been replaced? No one ever says, like, I don't know Swap who else. these two people. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But let's carry Amy Adams... Um, is brilliant. Is brilliant. Yeah. In pretty much everything she does. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Oh, I forget films that exist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I bet she's brilliant in it. She is the best. She was the best thing in, in like the first Superman Returns, whatever nonsense that's called, as Lois Lane. She was like, she's the best version of Lois Lane I've seen on on yeah. screen. Um, even better than Terry Hatcher. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's generally awesome in, yeah. in in films that she that she takes part in. What I like about her is that every time she does a film, you you don't immediately think of a f- previous film she's been in. So no. she was in um, Enchanted. Is it Enchanted? Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she's in Enchanted. So she's, in Enchanted. she's really insipid in that yeah, as well. And, and yet, they, and you never, when you watch, when you watch Survival, I never thought, oh, doesn't she look different? Mm. It was like a different actress, um, which I think is quite rare, especially with like very, very famous um, like actors. Mm. How are you with sci-fi generally, Ems? Would you class this as like sci-fi? I am a huge sci-fi buff. Okay. No, I'm not at all. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I was quite happy to go along with that. And um, what normally puts you off sci-fi? And is it something that Stephanie is saying that there's there's enough that gives it a bad name? No, I think it's more that there are other films for me. As we said before, film watching for me is just um, something I do that I can switch off. I put a film on that doesn't necessarily have great reviews because I don't have to um, commit too much to the full viewing pleasure. Mm. Um, However, my other half is a massive film fan. So quite often, this is he was the reason why we watched this one. And um, yeah, really, I was like, oh, I actually quite enjoyed this. And a few times had to shush him. Shh, we're watching. I think it's good... I, it is sci-fi, definitely, but there's so much more to it. Um, my favorite film, my favorite scene in the film, isn't anything to do with the aliens in or this or this. Well, there's two two favorite shots. One is when they first go inside the alien, kind of looks like a giant dark contact lens, doesn't it? Um, when they go inside the space, it looks like they go inside the spaceship, and then they do that kind of weird gravity jump. Yep. And it's all Jeremy the, Renner falls over, doesn't yeah, he? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's. The amount of times I've seen that, though, it's just like, I can't understand in my head how it works. Cause it, but it's not like a super smashing great sci- um, special effects thing, but they just do it so nicely and perfectly. It's just like, wow, I can't help I my- believe that. Yeah, and and he just precedes it by throwing up that glow stick, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, He just yeah. throws it up and it like lands on the floor with what becomes a floor. And that just, to me, is like, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. But the second favourite scene is when she's explaining about how you break up language into what is your purpose on Earth. And she breaks up. You need to, if you're asking a question, you need to understand that they... What a question is. Yeah, what a question is. And if they understand what you're doing. And Forrest Whitaker's just just at the end like, okay, as you were, yes, you you know better because you are the better person. Oh shit, you might be a linguist. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Um, So yeah, there's the the sci-fi bit, but there's also the the bit that's not necessarily sci-fi it's just like good filmmaking aspect which is just undeniably awesome uh, in it but yeah yeah I think that's one of the reasons why I liked it so much for a sci-fi film is that she's she's a quiet heroine which I really like it's not loud and shouty and she doesn't go in there with guns shooting the aliens and that's how she saves the day she saves the day through something that I absolutely love which is words that, that's relatable, so cool. Yeah, it's it's it? relatable, but also she's just so incredibly amazing at what she's doing yeah. that you're totally in awe 
of the fact that somebody could do that. And I like the sass that she gives um, Forrest Whitaker right at the beginning when he comes to try and uh, recruit her. And he says, oh, yeah, we really want to recruit you because you made really quick work of that Farsi translation that we asked you to do. And she's like, yeah, and you made quick work of those insurgents. Like, <laughs> damn! Get out! Go on, girl! And she stood her ground all the way through, which is what you would do. Totally. And like, But quietly. Yeah, well, not... But she's just like, I can't transcribe that. I can't translate that because I need to see it happening. Yeah, but you translate that Farsi. Yeah, but I can speak Farsi. I can't speak alien. Yeah, doofus. Like, I don't even know what they look like. You don't. You can't even tell me how many people are speaking at the same time. Um, and each time it just makes salient points, which cuts Forrest yeah. down and everyone else around down. Uh, and it's just magnificently done. Um, we did. So I, I've looked up the 89th Academy Awards to see who was nominated instead of Amy Adams. Um, Emma Stone, this is La La Land's year. Um, Amy, Emma Stone, Isabel Hooper for Elle, Ruth Negger for Loving, Natalie Portman for Jackie, and Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins. So... I, I mean, I haven't seen all of those films, but no. instantly I would cut all of them and just I, nominate. <laughs> I, think that, I think they've all got a, a, a claim. I I'd surprised. cut Natalie Portman because I didn't like Jackie. <laughs> oh, I really like. Sorry, her. Natalie. But but she is well. Jackie Kennedy is obviously she's a real person. Yes. But known by millions of people in America, so I think unless she properly screwed it up, I'd be surprised if that wasn't in I there. I mean, cut Meryl because she's already won millions anyway. She doesn't need another one. Um, yeah, but that's not where you cut it, is it? I also didn't like La La Land, but I no, can't, I yeah. can't blame I that on Emma Stone. I would cut Emma Stone yeah. from that list. I mean, she's been better in other films. Yeah, exactly. So I'd cut Emma Stone from that list. Yeah. I don't think it's put... either of their best films, the two, no. the two main characters in that. Who's the other one? Ryan Gosling. I don't think either yeah. of them are incredible in that no. film. How dare you? And it's not Damon Chazelle's best film either. It's not, no. So, yeah, I would... Emma Stone replaced her for yeah. Amy Easy. Adams. Yeah. So we still love you, Emma Stone. You're a goddess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got you back, Amy. So along the way of the film, you see this relationship growing between Jeremy Renner and and Amy Adams. What were your thoughts? What were your thoughts on the film generally, H? And, and then so I missed this at the cinema and Oof. it still hurts me a little bit. And this is the first time that I'd seen it. And uh, it just like you just you out of spite you hadn't watched it until you were forced to. No, I didn't know it was uh, or it had literally just arrived. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's only just come to Netflix. Oh, is it? it? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Also, shot, I would have seen it before. Um, so I was very excited to watch it. And um, yeah, it's just a really understated film. Mm -hmm. But with its understatement, it's really beautiful and really believable other than the romance of them, which is the only thing in this film that... I didn't believe. I, I believe the aliens completely. Sure. But there's... She's just not interested in him. She's just more interested in the words and the aliens than him. But I hope this is Jer Jeremy Renner anyway, is unfortunately... Not a fan. Well... Not he's a fan just, of Hawkeye? He's just kind of there, isn't he? I mean, bless him. He tries hard. <laughs> Like he's always he always tries hard. Is was, he hurt locker? Yeah, he's really yeah. good in that though. I just don't think that I don't think the director dedicated that much time to he how their relationship was going to blossom. Yeah, it's and very her focus. It is, and because her performance is so amazing, he just doesn't have he doesn't right. he doesn't even come close to her. He's but, just in the background all the time. Yeah, and there's not a big enough through. deal, I don't think, made about the fact that he's an experimental physicist, which is an incredible 
career. They don't... He's just a bit bumbly. Yeah, he just doesn't really do any, a lot, does he? He just like fall over and... He throws up in a bin, actually. That's quite dramatic. I think that's quite a nice element to it. I think it was nice that he was secondary to her. I thought that made a big... For me, it really made the watching. It was nice that she could just be awesome without needing to also be equally awesome with another guy mm. who was as good as she was. Um, and that their relationship their blossoming romance was not lovey-dovey soppy in your face you know what we what we consider very filmy sort of love falling into each other's arms kind of thing quite pragmatic and quite quite every day and Mm. that's what i i believed it i believed it in the sense that she is who she is and it's an intellectual romance isn't it it's not that on screen yeah i i really like the way he was sidelined actually I really like because when they first meet on the plane, you can see he's, he's a bit cocky. He's like, nah, we don't need linguistics. I'm a, I'm a physicist. I can sort this shit out. Yeah. And then quickly he was like, oh, or or the film decided, oh, we, we actually don't need you. I think a lot of people seeing this film for the first time, I think, well, why would you have a linguist? Why would you, why would they be like the first people, one of the first people to contact? Because I think you would have had like physicists, chemists, like trying to work out all the angles and where they come from and what kind of atmosphere there might be, but. Linguist for me would never be. If someone said to you, "Who would be in a team of someone of a, who would be in a team that you send to contact with aliens?" Would you think a well, linguist? That it was because the aliens have been trying to communicate, there wasn't it? Right. So they'd obviously seen these these things, shape swirly stuff before, and gone. No, no, that was when, that was the first time when she when she wrote um, "Hello" human. on the board. Yeah, that was the first time. Yeah, so they haven't seen that before yeah. then. But they'd heard noises. Right, that was it. Yeah. So they they knew there was they there was were something. trying to communicate something. But when we when we talk about sci-fi films and contacting aliens, we never think about. No, I'm just bring the military and shoot them down. Yeah, well, there's, 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 which is there's attempted. Army people, there's yeah, army that's people, attempted. And there's like science people, but you never hear about linguists people, which I think is a great. It's like, of course, you want to try and contact with them. They're not going to. Sp- and well, I think we always expect them to speak English in sci-fi films, don't we? They've come here, they've studied English or by it, the BBC and they <laughs> they know how to communicate with us straight away. Yeah, yeah. But they've come here and they, they don't know and that's a different that's a different concept as well. Totally. I wouldn't expect aliens to speak English. But in sci-fi films, they do. Not the good ones, though. I th- well, they I just think gurgle, don't they? They just sort of gurgle. Well, well you always get people saying, take like Mars Attacks, take me to... They can speak English like when they can land. That's silly. I, th- I think there's a good portion of sci-fi films where there are aliens where they can either don't speak, say anything like Predator, for example, or Aliens, uh, but the ones where they do speak, they speak English. Mm. And oh, they the, just... the day the Earth stood still, they don't speak English in that. What language do they speak anything? I don't, I'm not seeing that. Um, it's Klaatu, Klaatu thingy, that one. <laughs> not cling on. Yeah, it's not English. Not English. I think it's it's really clever because if you have ever studied linguistics, a lot of the stuff that Amy Adams talks about, they've done their research properly. Mm-hmm. It's a non-linear language, yeah. which is just insane. The fact that there's no left to right, right to left, yeah. all of that kind of stuff. They have really gone and researched it as well as they've thought about how can we make these aliens not like any aliens we've ever seen before. Is how can we talk about a language that is could be real? Yeah isn't but is good enough to be believable for the film which it totally is yeah, but there's so many different types of languages as well there's one where there's a few whereby they don't have a left or right they just orientate by the, by the compass mm. so they'll say your your northmost hand is like yeah bleeding. where's that i can't remember i can't I've remember i've read that recently but i love that i love that shit where some places they don't have a left or right it's yeah. just like mm. we know where we are orientated on the world so by the way dude your east hand oh no no it's your west hand by the way it's, it's like it's it's, it's so bleeding. cool. Do you know what I mean? And that's mm. why it, a lot of the stuff goes goes into this, where there's just 
different types of languages that people don't understand um, who speak Romance languages or Germanic languages. Um, and I think that's really cool in this. And the way that the language, when it's written, there's nothing like I've seen. No kind of... No. It's so cleverly linear done. Linear script and then circular and they put it together to make one sentence and it's kind of round. I think it's all how they put it together is amazing. I think that's like 90% of how this film is great. How it's explained <laughs> is the only thing that I have a little bit of an issue with. So the language. Yeah, it's Jeremy just talking over some shots. And yeah, I'm why is it like, Jeremy's Why narrative? are you doing that? Why is it's it his not your thing to explain. You are not the linguist. Give, I want that whiteboard scene again <laughs> in more detail with Amy Adams, please. No, yeah, when Jeremy's voice just comes over and it just it's, it's obviously meant to indicate the passing of time, but it just irritated me. <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> I've worked it out. It means it's one of 12. Oh, okay. You have the breakthrough. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't work it out, though. Who possibly would do? Like, nerdy physicists love like ratios and the Fibonacci. Because yeah. that was the first thing he said. is like, what about the Fibonacci number? Yeah, what? What about it? If you, if, what, one thing that did make me laugh, I'm a massive Big Bang Theory fan. And when she goes over to that whiteboard and starts wiping out some of his equations, he's going, no, 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 in the corner. Yeah. It just... Totally not hot. the top bit. Not the top bit. I was like, yeah, totally. That is definitely what an experimental physicist would do. <laughs> Even though I know nothing about them. What did you guys make of the... Did you hear the score that much when you, um, when you listened I, to it? I, um, oh. I Spotify'd it because I was like, what is this music? It's Johan Johansson. Yeah. Yeah. I went and looked at him. Oh, it's incredible, isn't it? Mm. It's so good. Mm. I've written... I literally wrote so many notes on it because... It adds so much to the film without any of that stupid, jumpy percussion that really annoys me about alien-y films. It's, uh, the best bit is, you know, the scene you were talking about earlier when they first start going up into the spaceship? Yeah. And the, mm-hmm. It's almost Jaws-like, the tension that it brings as they're slowly moving up. That's the best score in the whole film. It is fantastic. I, wore, I was watching this on my iPad and I had my headphones on it. Um, first time I saw it was in the cinema, so I was like, I can... Take it down rub a notch. Rub it in, rub it in. <laughs> on, Salt the, in the wound. on the impact screen in Leicester Square, it's a big screen, the second biggest. All right. Just a notch below IMAX. Um, <laughs> and um, so the sound then was like incredible in the cinema. It was like, fuck. Um, but it was really great and to hear it with the headphones as well. So this has been added to my soundtracks that I can listen to whilst working. I was thinking that when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is going and, and then in the list. It is. And Johan Johansson has... He's done quite a few, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, well, he's, he died early this year. Really? Yeah, he died uh, February, um, as we record this, February 2018. Um, and he was one of the people, when he, when he died, like, a lot of people now. were outpouring about it, but he, he, you know, his films, Arrival, um, Sicario, Theory of Everything, which has got a great soundtrack. Um, so he wasn't, he was like in his ascendance, like really just starting to crack into what he was doing. Uh, so it's such a shame that he's kind of been cut down so early, but he's um, in this, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's absolutely awesome. Right. Should we talk about the thing? <laughs> the thing. So we, we should point out now that um, if you haven't seen Arrival and you have any kind of inclination, which you should do because it's great, um, then you should stop listening now. Yeah. Big fat spoiler. Yeah. Talk about the thing, Stephanie. So the gift that we wanted to talk about <laughs> is the best metaphor I have seen in a film for a really, really long time. As the film starts, you're actually brought in to what you think is uh, Louise Banks, which is Amy Adams' character. You think is her life so far. Yeah. 
as you progress through the film and particularly sort of about three quarters of the way through, you realise that actually these little flashbacks, as you think they are throughout the film, are flash forwards. And the Louise character, she's been given the skill of looking into the future, which becomes a really conflictual issue because she knows that she's going to have a child with Jeremy Bennett's character and this child isn't going to live for very long. And it actually is a thing that splits them up. She explains this to the child in one of her yeah. flash forwards that she knew that the, the child was going to die but decided to have a baby with him anyway. What the amazing thing about this and the way that the film is filmed is the film is non-linear and then there's this huge focus on the language of the aliens being non-linear yeah. and their perception of time as as the aliens perceive it, is they can look forward, they can look back, they are coming to humanity to give them the same gift, but yet she's the only person that, that ends up with it. It's just very cleverly done. It was it was a bit of a, a gut punch. And I know people, some people haven't taken to it that well. Really? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But In what way? They didn't like the, they're like, how does that make sense kind of way? What, the, the gift? Like the, the kind of... The going forward, like seeing into the future, and like I think some people take against the having the baby, um, even though they, they know she's going to die. Some people take away, don't like the fact that it's kind of embedded into the film in a way that kind of doesn't follow and make sense. But I, I, I'm not one of them. I think it's, it's the first time I've seen anything played out like this. Mm. Um, and given a lot of nonsense you see in other films, it's completely within the realms of other films you can see. Um, but my my favorite one of my favorite ways I like that it plays out is when she talks to General Shang. Yeah. And yes. It's really oh, good. Tell me what my wife's last words were, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Um, and that's just like, fuck. And that's when she realises she can see into the future and that's when she realises what's happening. Those memories that she's having which she can't connect with are the future that's going to happen. And then we get the final reveal later on that it's Jeremy Renner. Yeah. It's like, motherfucker okay good <laughs> it's when she's getting he's picking her up to put her in the car and she's all delirious because she's just had one of her little flashboards and she yeah. goes just figured out why my husband left me and he goes oh you were married yeah because he because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to him because obviously you would think it was in the past not the future um what are your thoughts on it Ems? you've been a bit quiet recently yeah um <laughs> i really liked it too I did really like it. Um, yeah, no, I did really like it. Um, for me, the main focus, as I said, was the super cute aliens um, and how awesome she was. Um, so I'm not sure about those cute aliens. Yeah, thing. I don't think they were cute. You they... don't think they were cute? I was not uncomfortable oh, no. with them, but... Yeah, you didn't think they were scary, but they weren't, no. like, they weren't like predator aliens, but the I thought they were cuteness. really cute, and I also thought... Was it Abbott or Costello, which was the cutest one? I don't... I, I can't choose. Costello's I don't pick favourites. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, the, when the... Spoiler, explosion happens and one of the aliens is no longer with us anymore. That bit really got me. I cried, obviously. Um, oh, did I kill one of the aliens? Yeah, yeah. it did. When she goes into the spaceship, the really white scene where she's in there in the funny right, atmosphere. Yeah. yeah, she's talking to Costello. Right. And he says, what's the, what's the other one called? Abbott. He says that Abbott is in death zone. zone yeah, yeah Abbott, yeah. Abbott is in death zone. End zone yeah. He's killed by those by that stupid jarheads. So I'm weeping like a baby. I didn't have very much of a chance to think about the metaphors behind the language and the, the scenes and stuff. But yeah, I was in too deep at that point. <laughs> You're committed to your love of the new aliens yeah. in your life. I was like, they're going to save the world together. Also, really want to know what the human race helps helps with. Like, is there oh, going to be an arrival too? Is there a sequel? Yeah. I want to know. 
what is what is it? But that's a nice way to finish films, I think. I don't think you need to Open-ended. wrap things up uh, so nicely. Nicely, um, Helen, were you, do you were you aware of this kind of twist kind of thing happening? I, Did people tell I you about it before? No, no one told me about it, but I did kind of get the inkling when when it was like this is in the I, I kind of sort of felt it coming mm. I was like mm, okay it's, it's kind of like you know in Inception yeah it was kind of a little bit uh, Inception-y yeah Inception-y <laughs> um, so I no I, I I really liked that but I did get a little bit of like uh baby is in the future yeah. this is not flashback this is the story it's ingrained in the come. story yeah. yeah that's but so I strange that you that you it might, it. it's clever not not it wasn't a big surprise no I don't think it was I think the way the film pans out is like I think that's I think that's maybe I didn't know but it didn't take anything away from the enjoyment of it and I no. didn't I didn't go into it from the you know the start I wasn't like Oh, that's clearly happening in the future. It mm. was as the film went on. I was a bit like, okay, because the yeah, just how when she has these moments and the effect that it has on her is not one of remembrance. It's yeah, yeah. I thought so. It kind of manifested differently to me when it was happening. I thought. The first, obviously, the first kind of it plays out like up, and you think, oh, she's lost a baby, yeah. she's split with her husband. Yeah. This is conventional start to film. That's going to set her yeah. turnout for the film. And as they, those flashbacks, flash forwards happen more. I thought actually these are in the future, but I didn't think she knew. I didn't think she. Sometimes she didn't seem to register with them. Mm. So I thought this was just the film telling us that this is what's going to happen. And I did guess it was Jeremy Renner was the, the father, but I didn't realize up until quite late on that she was fully aware of these flash forwards and it was I think when when she said um I think I know why my husband left me that's when I was like oh she's like knows she's figured it out she knows what's going on but she doesn't understand what's going on until the alien said you've got I've given you this gift or you've got this gift now and then with that general shang thing that's when it all kind of went oh motherfucker that's when it all kind of that's what I liked about it because there's stuff happening and when you watch when you rewatch the film and you start twigging that's where kind of like the the pace really changes then Mm. as well which is really nice. It kind of shifts that little bit. I think on first watch, I kind of thought that what was going on was that she'd had this awful grief and that's why she had this kind of, I don't care, I'll go in a spaceship mm. attitude, like what's there left yeah, for me? And that I thought the experience of going through this teaching language to something that didn't understand her language was reminding her of like teaching her child how to speak and I thought that's why it was bringing it up kind of like buried memories and it wasn't until much later on actually that I realised that it was it was flash forwards not flashbacks I just thought it was yeah unearthing stuff in her um, and film obviously sets out to do that because it does put that conventional start at the end it was it's what it wants you to think isn't it because it would have been odd, yeah. it would have been a difference. I don't know how it would have played out. If I'm sure there's a, a version of the film where there isn't that at the start, and you're just kind of confused by these scenes of her with a kid. It could still work. Because would it have the same confusion or impact? No, or, it needs to have. It needs to at least make you think that this has already happened. Mm. It also, I think, it it needed that to to build on her relationship with him and her daughter in order for us halfway through the film when we twig that she's seeing the future 
for us to then at that point realize that she makes the decision to continue a relationship with him despite knowing what the outcome is going to be. So I think they have to build that mother relationship really early on in order for us to feel emotional about that decision, about her deciding that that's what she's going to do. You're so worried about coming here and saying, I'm not a film fan, I don't watch films. But that's like, (laughs) what's wrong with that? That That's a perfect explanation of it. I copied it off Stephanie's notes earlier. No, I didn't. I am reading the Wikipedia right now. Um, That is... That is completely true. Actually, I hadn't thought about that. That's you, absolutely. You have to. You have to really believe in her. Yeah. And it's not just through the her performance, which is brilliant, but it's also, you know, the setup from the start. Like the moment we meet her, we're already on her side. Yeah. Definitely. And I think as well, as you were saying, Ali, about sci-fi films, I think for me, one of the big reasons I don't watch sci-fi films is because half of the time the plot is so unbelievable. And I and I like films, I think this could happen. This mm. this could happen. And I think this film in particular and how soft it is with the, the plot, it is believable. Like, I found myself going to bed thinking, but that could happen. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's nice to think of aliens coming down and not wanting to kill us. And actually, just wanting to be buddies with us, and the uh, nice. the, the national stereotypes mm. in this film are also yeah. quite, really yeah. sadly actually the quite believable. Kind of banding together, yeah, like yeah. we're just going to shoot them out sky. That's the big plan. Anyone, anyone got anything else? <laughs> I think let's should we add to the scores, yeah, Helen? I was just going to say, um, obviously, he followed it up uh, Villeneuve with um, Blade Runner, yeah, um, which I could kind of see elements of that a little bit in it but made Blade Runner even more of a disappointment a little for bit you. yeah I think so because this just shits all over it doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a more interesting film Blade Runner for me I was never a fan of the first one anyway no, so I was, I was predisposed not to like it's a little bit snoozy yeah but I can fully understand why people love it as their favourite ever film. But I'm, this is me as someone who doesn't like Lord of the Rings and doesn't like E.T. So... I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. know. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? We didn't know this before we uh, yeah. agreed to come Oh, here. dear. You've signed the contracts now. You've fully paid up. <laughs> but this is me just saying I understand why people like films and Blade Runner left him a bit cold. Um, but let's talk about Arrival. And let's head to the scores. Are we arriving at the scores? We're arriving at the scores. <laughs> we haven't done enough jokes like that. We haven't. Um, you can pen them all and <laughs> say them all. Um, do you want... So the uh, spreadsheet of dreams. And um, Stephanie, we will start with you with the recommendability. They're all out of five and you can have decimal places if you would like. Well, thank you very much. So recommendability, I'm going to go with 4.5. And I've only dropped it by 0.5 because on looking at some reviews online I realised that if I feel like this is quite a nerdy film and there are some people that because it's not very shooty mm. didn't like it mm-hmm. so I've dropped that's why I've dropped it by half a, half a point it's a whole explosion in there so, but that's just there's just oh, right. one it's not enough there's just one have you yeah. seen more of the worlds there's not enough <laughs> blood and gore exactly that no one's face got sucked off but <laughs> some people an alien film is not an alien film unless someone's getting you know don't say it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You, you know what I was going to say. M's. <laughs> I mean, saying that, Alien is kind of a little bit similar in that the lead is a female and there's quite little action in it and it's quite yeah. intelligent. Um, so when I was watching mm. this, it did make me think of Alien a little bit. Um, 
in, in the good way. Alien is not as enjoyable but, to watch, though, because it's too no. scary. It's just... Um, so it's not one I'm likely to watch any time after maybe one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so I've got <laughs> enough chocolate. time. With chocolate. Yeah, so it, with all the curtains open, the lights on. And at least five people present. Yeah. I think it's just a point with Alien, because Alien, Ripley was was written Ripley as a guy. Alien, yeah. um, I don't know the, the history of of Arrival, whether um, Amy Adams' character, Louise Banks, was written as a guy beforehand. But I think that's just testament to there's so many times in film where it doesn't matter what the person looks like, black, white, disabled, male, female, they can just be the person that's in that role. And we've talked about Amy Adams being awesome, but not necessarily in the fact that she's a woman being awesome. It's just like she's awesome in this Mm. this film. She's an awesome linguist. And I think there needs to be more films like that, which is just like... You're the best person for the job. Yeah. Do it. I don't yeah. need to mention your sort of minority yeah. segment. You just are incredible. Yeah. yeah. And like they didn't feel the need to dress her in skin tight clothes and put loads yeah. of makeup on her and have her shooting guns. And There was no damsel passing yeah. away, passing away. I just must faint with the stress and the emotion <laughs> of the moment. It was, all, that, she was all just like... Cargo pants. Yes. Yeah. Big fan of cargo pants. Also, she doesn't bomb. She doesn't bomb, <laughs> she doesn't no. Bomb. Um, I was bitch. quite concerned about the canary that they had. Oh, so no. my other half, my other half sat there and he was like, "Babe, what are they doing that bird in there?" I was like, well, "Look at everybody else in the room; they've all got oxygen masks on." Do you not know about Big Pit? <laughs> big Pit? Do you not know about <laughs> Big Pit? I've not heard the name, the term Big Pit. Do you just mean in a? My, it's a famous mine <laughs> okay. in Wales. Okay. Are you, yeah. Are you, well, put I went to university in Wales. Okay. And, oh, which one? Cardiff. Oh. The one and only. Yeah, but yeah, Big Pit is a very large pit and it's there's lots of stories about canaries in there. So I quite like that. I like that little. Okay. I didn't like it. I was like, get that bloody bird out of there. Um, another <laughs> thing that I really liked was with when she goes up and she puts her hand yes. to the glass and yeah. then... They, and they have a little meat of hands. Yeah. Just that she's the oh, first person to whip her oxygen off. mask she's off and go, oh, stop yeah. this. Off, oxygen mask off. Yeah. She touch, and that's where, I think that's where she transposes the gift yes. and that's why she yeah. gets the gift yeah. when mm. other people don't. Didn't. Yeah. When yeah. he gives I her really the like ink that. as well and she, yeah. Yeah, she is able to write yeah. the yeah. ink. I don't really know what it is. She's just Squiddy, great. inky thing. Yeah, and then she can she can write in their language. Love her. M's. Sorry, Recommendability score. Straight up five for me. Straight up five? Yeah. Why not? Why not? So you would just recommend it to everyone? Yeah, you've got me in the excited mood. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Every, everybody watch it. I'm going to tweet about it later. Helen? See, I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it ever since I've seen it, what my recommendability was going to be. Because um, I proposed to watch this with the people that I was staying with. Yeah. And they'd already seen it and they didn't want to see it again. They were like, now nah, I've seen it. And there was no requirement to see required it to see it again, or like adage of it's amazing. You should watch it. They were just like, no, no, that's not that's not the film we want to watch. Are you um, still staying with these people? Because if you if you are, you need you need to not. You move out. You move out tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, don't you? That's um, But that that kind of made me think that there, and. I haven't read the reviews, but I know a lot of people didn't like it mm. and really, really, really well, that, didn't that's what like it. They, that whole kind of um, they felt cheated by it, didn't like, they? Yeah. Um, but I've got a lot from it and thought it was really good. But I don't know. It sounds I'm like you're going to. It sounds like you're going to start racing more like I do. 
I know. I'm like, this is, I was, that was the moment. I was like, this is what Kobe means now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I tend to think about, A, who I'm going to recommend to. And if I can't recommend to everyone easily, then I take it down or not, irrespective of whether I think... That's what I've gone for. Whether, irrespective yeah. of how much I like the film, I think about, well, they, those people aren't going to like it. Um, and that sounds like a bit like what you're thinking now. It's yeah. going through your head. And also... I'll come on to this the 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 screen aspect of it as well. Um, I don't know. I feel and next go as well. I know I need to see this film again. Sure. Um, so I don't know. Um, a question mark won't make any. Let's try question mark. Yeah, put it in for now. <laughs> Is it going to break then, the spreadsheet of dreams? It will do. Put it in for now, and I'll in. come back to you. Uh, I'm going to give it a four point. I'm going to give it a four point three, um, because I think it's great. I think. Lots of people should see it. But for at one point, I'm taking it down a few notches, Steph, because when people do love sci-fi films, they often do want explosions. They, they yeah. do want that kind of nonsense. Um, and because there's a lack of that, and it is a slower, it is it a slower is film, slow, yeah. um, it will turn people away from it who like sci-fi. But then there'll be the other people like, well, it's a sci-fi film. And you'll be like, no, I don't it's want to. It's kind of more it's a philosophy sci-fi. film, isn't it? Well, this, but it's still hard to not put the SF yeah. in there without describing it. I think there will be people, I think there'll be a lot of people who'll, get something from it if you can describe it in a way that isn't it's sci-fi but it's not with explosions and it's got it like it needs to come with a disclaimer doesn't it yeah exactly so that makes it harder to recommend so that's why it's a bit lower than I would because it is think it is a five star film mm, well, but it's not yeah. quite not, well we'll see how our system plays out <laughs> not well now you've thrown a question mark in there you, <laughs> there will be a number in there I just haven't decided yet you haven't yet. decided yet so 4.3 for me well, 4.3 repeat 3, viewing <laughs> Uh, repeat viewing score. So, uh, yeah, just out of interest, how many times have you seen it? I've seen it twice. Yeah. And for that reason, I'm giving it a five because on a second watch, I saw things that I didn't see the first time. Mm-hmm. I connected with the intelligence and the metaphors of the film more the second time. So I think if you like that kind of thing, if you like a film that's got little hints and bits and bobs throughout it that kind of connect with different parts of the story then yeah it's brilliant you can watch it as many times as you want I guarantee you'd get something different from it every time it's quite interesting when people even though you've only seen a film a couple of times it, you're already giving it a high rec, uh, re, repeat boom score because you know there's going to be more to play with in, yeah. that, in that kind of sandbox that kind of canvas whereas other high scores when we've seen a film like literally seen it a million times when we were younger and we're going to continue seeing it because you know it's, it's an easy fun film to watch and it's going to be just pure joy like elf like, like elf. elf yeah like elf yeah 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 uh, it's a wonderful life i saw that at prince charles cinema like at the weekend i'm like great film i'm gonna watch that every have you seen it before oh yeah i've seen yeah. it before uh, but i was with like six people who hadn't seen it before and i was like were they oh, like my fucking God. <laughs> i can't wait to watch you watch this yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i'm gonna watch it's a wonderful life like time and time i know exactly what happens and it's going to be great every single time. But this, this is a is good like... one to watch people watch as well. <laughs> Stephanie, you Stick need to stop watching people. people. Yeah. <laughs> what, my voyeur thing is starting yeah. to get a little old. <laughs> um, Ems? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a five. I would totally watch this again. Yeah, That's not saying anything though because I watched pretty much all the films I've watched again. <laughs> Some, do you have a good memory or is it just that you look? Uh, I, I don't know why I do it. I do it with all films. I'm like, everyone's like, have you seen that film? I'm like, yeah, but I'll see it again. As your yeah, friend, I'm going to tell it. you that you don't have a good memory. And that no, might yeah, no, be I don't have a good memory. <laughs> what, what film do you think you've maybe watched the most? What film have I watched the most? Oh, um, 
Oh, that's a really good question. Is it Elf? I tell you, it's Lego Movie. Oh, really? Lego Movie. I went through a stage when I first got Lego Movie of watching it once a month. Wow, and that's, a re- and that's a recent that's a film. Recent film. No, it's quite old now. No, I'm talking the original Lego as, movie, as composed to like, yeah, like, oh you know, yeah, like, like it's not like a, like a classic. It's not like an eighties film. Well, no. when we grew up, no, yeah. it's not a film from when you were no. a little kid. No, no, um, it's yeah, no, I got it for like my 29th birthday or something. <laughs> <laughs> Like this is freaking awesome, and you've now oh, watched it over twelve so... times. Oh, no, I just I watch it more than that. It's giving your age away. Sorry, that's no, okay. Over twelve times. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. I was like giving her age away. No, because she said what birthday she got it for, and then she said that she watched it monthly, and then I oh, said okay. you watched it over twelve <laughs> times. Maths, yeah. maths yeah, yeah, good maths. Um, but yeah, so that's. Did you just maybe say it twice? <laughs> <laughs> I still don't get it. <laughs> well, doesn't matter. So we'll moving, on, moving on. Repeat again, score, Helen. Uh, I'm going to give this a four um, because I want to watch it again. And I only watched... When did I watch it? Sunday. What day are we? Five days ago. Yeah, I want to watch it again. Let it sink in for a bit is my tip and then watch it again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not going five because I I will watch it again, but I'm not going to watch it that frequently. I don't think I need to watch it that frequently. But it's... Each time I watch it, I'll be there almost with a notebook and go, oh, yeah, okay. I didn't see that before. A notebook. Uh, <laughs> did you cry on the, at the notebook? The film, The Notebook. Yeah. I've never seen it. Oh, I thought that's what we just said. Don't worry. No, I mean, a no. notebook. Yeah. Right. I thought you were like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I am here, I promise. <laughs> did you cry at this film? I didn't know. Did anybody else cry at this no, film? No, I don't cry at films. No, I was a bit hungover, so maybe I'm... That, that's like I'm peak you don't crying have to, time. You, you don't have to <laughs> explain why I didn't cry. <laughs> why didn't this you cry? This feels like a film that I would cry at. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Did you cry at this? Oh, I blubbed. Which point? Um, f- quite a few different points. Okay. The, the point where the daughter sadly passes away, the point where she's so right the at the hand start. Thing. Five minutes in. Yeah, yeah. the hand thing. Um, the bit where she's on the phone to the guy. General Shan. Yeah, that saying, bit got me. Saying what, what's um, my wife's... The intent, how intense it was, and then he was saying that his wife's dying words, and she's on the phone, and it was just the intensity of it all, and I just got a bit like. That was one of my favourite scenes, actually. So yeah, really good, and he's really emotional in it, and that just really, I was just. And then he changes his mind. I shall not be a dick anymore. (laughs) Um, I declare peace, data protection. (laughs) Small. Speaking of crying, I cried at Interstellar. At what point when the when he's pushing the books out of the test rack? uh, no, the other bit that I'm the other bit that I'm not going to mention okay. because we can't. But you can't. So, it, it's so this film. is this is that's the there, kind there of thing. There is prior art. Yeah, prior prior art, and you're crying at sci-fi. Yeah. Okay. Small screen score. Stephanie. I have gone for a four. Because, I mean, it's probably it's not. You would get loads out of it in the cinema. But I didn't think that watching it on my quite small television was horrific. Took away from it, yeah. yeah, I still I still got a lot of the the wide angle shots were still incredible. I do think it would that's I've dropped it a point because it would be so much better in the cinema. I think three D. No, I don't know. I'm no, not a big three D fan. Bit that comes the like. I think it's just like a three D pebble. <laughs> just in front of you. Yeah, I'm not sure about 3D. Not sold on that. Just but hold big a pebble, screen. Just hold a pebble in front of you. Like, <laughs> yeah. on a piece of Throw some ink yeah. in your face. It does look slightly yeah. like that. Um, that really aesthetic looking air freshener. Oh yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, it does. I'll show exactly you. It. I'll Google it in a minute. I'll show you the air freshener I'm all about. Yeah. 
I think, like I say, it's, it's a it's a black contact lens. Yeah, like, hang in there. Um, so, Ems, yeah. small screen score. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for a four. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it on the TV. Would I have enjoyed it more at the cinema? Don't know. Wouldn't watch it on your phone though. Wouldn't watch it on my phone. Helen. I'm going to give it a three. Oh, I wish I'd seen this at the cinema. <laughs> I've, I've, I did feel as though, had I seen it in the cinema, I probably would have cried. And mm. it just would have been more had of a... Had you not been hungover? Yeah. <laughs> fully if I, sober? If I could time travel, yeah. I would go back. If you were given the gift of the gift. The gift. I've <laughs> 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 been able to see this moment now. Yeah. And I would have gone, you will make it to that last screening which you thought about and then you didn't go. Um, so... Yeah, I, I, th- um, yeah, three. Yeah. A begrudged three. <laughs> no, I'm and I did it... see it on the big TV of my friend, which is the biggest screen I In could find. World. But I might next time, I might do smaller screen, but with headphones. Smaller and, screen with headphones. Yeah, because the score's incredible. Yeah, and I'm, maybe, I'm just and, downloading the score now on Spotify as we're and, speaking. By the way, you actually my journey home. <gasps> And I'd want to watch it on my own, I think. I need to have... I think I need to... I need to create, create the conditions... Because I think... For the, the experience that I want that from you it. Because sometimes I think with the recommendability... Because I, I watch a lot of the films with my wife. Um, and sometimes I just think, she's not going to enjoy this. And that means I'm not going to enjoy it because I can tell that she's not enjoying it. She's going to be sitting there looking at you. Why yeah, are we yeah, watching this? Exactly. So, <laughs> but I think she would have really enjoyed Arrival. But sometimes I have to think... I think yeah, I would enjoy this, but I need to be like by myself, which means that I can't recommend this to everyone, or I need to be with people who I know are going to enjoy it properly. Um, I'm going to go for two point six eight. Um, I think it's cool. Uh, I watched it in the cinema. I thought it was really cool. I don't think it needs visually that much, but I think I just I just when I was at the cinema, I was just like, holy fuck! So there's something there, but I can't really explain. It. I don't think it's really a visual thing, but it was just like a immersive. Woof. Yeah, immersiveness. I think um, engagement score. Stephanie? I've gone five. Didn't even want a wee break. <laughs> How long's the film? It is two hour, oh, one hour, 56 minutes. That's great. Yeah. That's a palatable amount of time. Yeah. Most of Netflix featured films at the moment seem to be well over two hours and yeah. I'm not here for that. No. Not, not interested. Uh, Ems? Uh, yeah, five for me. It were darn good. <laughs> were it? Oh yeah, it five. I mean, you can't not be engaged in it. No, you have to I'm good. Yeah, straight fives for engagement score. So we need to go back to your recommendability so we do. score. Um, a four point five. <laughs> <laughs> All this time for a four point five. What? That's. I was going to give it a four, but I, I think that's too low for what it is. Sure. Yeah. So and we, that, that point five is for the people. People. <laughs> for the people. For people. <laughs> um. And that gives us an overall score of 4.37. Um, it's pretty decent, high. Which is decent. Um, we always reach out to the guys on Twitter. Sometimes they don't respond, but this time they did in their droves. And we ask them, and we say, uh, we're reviewing, in this case, Arrival with the Mighty Foof. Have you seen it? Tell us your thoughts for an on-air shout-out on Flixwatcher. It gives you a five-star review, uh, for five-star rating, a short review, and retweet, which a lot of people did do. Um, Stephanie, you chose the film. Can you give us the first review from the... From these guys at the top. Yeah, this is at Retro Ramble Blog. 
One of the best sci-fi films of the past 20 years. Thought-provoking, unique and totes emotion. Shut up, you were crying. I wasn't That's crying. almost like they were listening to what I said earlier and I was like, no, did not cry. I think I responded to that like, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally with you on this don't one. Don't worry, you did so, cry. And we, should, we should point out that that was five um, speech, um, speech, speech S- emojis. Speech bubbles, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm particularly impressed with the emoji... The emoji game that people... Yeah, the emoji amazing. rating system. Yeah. yeah. People are getting oh really good gosh, at it. Oh my gosh, look at that one. So, oh, well, go to the second Sorry. one. Yeah, got really excited. Um, <laughs> at Derm Hurl said, a five star for me, despite remaining unconvinced by Jeremy Renner's overacting and regurgitation of dialogue, the philosophy and linguistics are front and centre, which really ticks all my boxes. Very tense in a good way. I feel like we might get on. Yeah, I feel like you two would get yeah, on. Let's you talk about linguistics together. Mm. Helen. How am I going to pronounce that word in there? It's shitegeist. No, not that one. Oh. <laughs> Just start it and see what happens. Uh, so, yes, this is a shitegeist, shitegeist pod. Uh, contact means meets the call of... Cuckoo? What's that reference to? It's a film. A visual and oral feast... In an arresting and an arresting performance from Adams, and then he's gone for five little alien spaceships, five UFOs. Um, Steph, Annie, do you want to? (laughs) (laughs) So, do you want to expand that one? There's there's nothing else there. Oh, okay, that's not review, so I'm gonna. It is, there's clearly five stars. Oh, I see, sorry. (laughs) So, (laughs) the Cinemile says wait arrival is on netflix five stars how can you how can that be a review they've not watched it, says, it. there is def- there is comments there's like four there's it's... comments but they don't relate to the review oh, of the film okay. they're just like people saying yes it's like, on netflix yeah no that's also me yourself yeah. saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what was i saying earlier about you having a really bad memory <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Steph, uh sorry ems um at IWYTWT, I want you to watch this. Uh, five out of five, I'm still upset Amy Adams didn't get an Oscar nom out of this role. So are we. Yeah, with you. Yeah, she would have replaced the stone. What? Emma Stone. Oh, yes, yeah. that took me yeah. such a long time. I was like, the stone? Yeah. The stone. Got it. Um, from from uh, previous guests on the show, yeah. uh, Beyond the Box Set, we just did an episode on this. Fantastic movie. One of the smartest modern sci-fis and sure to be regarded as a classic in the future. Just don't watch it with Dutch subtitles like we did. It really ruins the ending. Five star. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend no. any subtitles other than the language you speak. And the last two guys? So, uh, at Amanda's Pick Show, five stars, sci-fi at its best. This is my number three film of 2016. And I second, I want you to watch this. Amy Adams deserves an Oscar nom that year. And then at Death by Film Pod, five stars, flawless and beautiful. Not much else to say about it. Yeah, so it was really five stars across the board, yeah. That's the most... Apart from Jeremy Renner. (laughs) I mean, he's... Yeah, it's just Jeremy Renner, isn't he? So it's this, between this and seven for the biggest audience reaction. Um, So thank you so much, Stephanie, for choosing the film. Yes, Um, thank you. And your first time watching it, Helen. I know, Yeah. yeah. Won't be your last. Well, it won't. It won't be. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, can you sign off, guys, by letting us know where everyone who's listening can find you online? So you can find us at themightyfoof.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at themightyfoof. Fantastic. Brilliant. Cheers, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thank Thanks you very for much. having us. Thanks. Bye. 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 
Cheers, guys. You were just listening to the latest episode of Flix Watcher Podcast. Thank you to Brendan Russell for his sublime editing skills. Mighty people for the tunes you can hear right now. Please do come to iTunes and find us, like, subscribe, share with your friends. Find us on Twitter at Flix Watcher Pod and our website, flixwatcher.tv. 